0: VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. Thank you for joining us for one of our newest ventures, Pony Express News. (laughs) Gang, we're really excited to do this. We're going to be bringing it to you every week in fall, winter, spring, and summer. We're going to be getting you guys the news that we want to talk about, that we see fit to talk about, and we're going to be recapping it, you know, recapping that news uh, every week with you guys. We want to pick and choose where we land in terms of the stories we talk about. We're not going to talk about the biggest stories. Sometimes we may, and then sometimes we may talk about the smallest of stories. And it's going to be something that's going to spark conversation, hopefully. You guys can call in, call the On The Mark Voice Bank, leave in you know potential stories, your opinion on stories, And frankly, we're more than willing to play them on this show. Mm -hmm. We want to get everybody involved. And you may be asking yourself right now, why the Pony Express News, Mark and Benny? The Pony Express was a mail service. We understand it was a mail service. In fact, if if you don't understand the Pony Express, if you aren't familiar with the history of the Pony Express... They would travel 1,800 miles in 10 days to deliver the mail from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California. They could deliver mail faster than ever before. It was only in operation for 18 months between 1860 and uh, 1861. The Pony Express is something that's synonymous with the Old West. They fought through the hardships of bandits, Indians, the horses would have to go at breakneck speed, so they would pass out. There was a lot of challenges of the Pony Express. The Pony Express was a financial disaster. They wanted to get government contracts to deliver government mail, but they really couldn't ever obtain that type of contract, so they lost big money, especially once war broke out with the Native Americans on the frontier. It's very fascinating stuff, the Pony Express, and it's something, if you don't know much about, it's actually an interesting read. And it frankly, Benny, it might be worth an episode altogether to do the History of the Pony Express, a 15-minute quick historical, you know, breakdown.
1: Yeah, we might have to bring back the Ordvorker on that one.
0: Yes! Yeah, yes. but
1: I, I like that idea. I love the Wild West. Hell, it feels like the Wild West out here sometimes, Mark. He's the still podcast this game tank.
0: is like the Wild Wild uh, West. Life in general, but certainly the podcast
1: <laughs> games. And, and guys, never forget... Horse girls like anal. So, (laughs) you know? Yes,
0: yes. And we do it for the girls who like anal. So here we go, gang. We're going to begin breaking down the news that we see fit on the first edition of Pony Express News on the mark. right, gang, first thing we want to get the ball rolling with and get you guys up to speed on, bad week for white rappers in America. Post Malone was T-boned in Los Angeles while driving his Bentley, came out and said he doesn't think God likes him very much. Of course, after the airplane incident with the emergency landing. Frankly, Post, the whole concept of God is he loves everybody, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that. What I would be concerned about is potentially making some lifestyle adjustments and being a little safer, man. Enjoy all that money. You want to stick around to spend it and make more.
1: Yeah, you know, the guy's only 23 years old and he's one of the most famous rappers in America, one of the richest rappers in America. The guy survived a past almost plane crash, survived a T-boning just a week later. I'd say if I was him, I'd feel like God actually does like me.
0: Oh my God, that that's gonna lead into another topic, Benny. Hold that thought. Now, Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem—the beef—that was a very big deal this week. Machine Gun Kelly dropped a diss track that was maybe the best diss track I've heard since Drake tearing apart Meek Mill. It was fantastic, Benny. You're gonna have to play it for the VIP listeners. Oh my God,
1: Ronnie. Hey.
0: somebody grab him some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Tough talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. I think my dad's gone crazy. Yeah, Haley, you right. Dad's always mad, cooped up in the studio, yelling at the mic. You sober and bored, huh? I know. i about to be 46 years old, dog. Talking about, I'm gonna call up Trick, Trick. Man, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Man, I to handle your shit. Uh, mad about something I said in 2012 to you six years and a surprise album just to come with a diss. Uh, homie, we get it. We know that you're the greatest rapper alive Fucking dweeb all you do is read the dictionary and stay inside Fuck rap god, I'm the rap devil Come a bare face with a black shovel like the Armageddon When the smoke settle, his body next to this instrumental I'm saying I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny ass, let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad, let's talk about it Love of a single dad from the Midwest, we can talk about it Or we can get gully, you will size up your body and put some white chalk around it For whatever the reason may be, Eminem dropped his mgk diss on that kamikaze surprise album which i thought was a cool little concept on eminem's part this late in his career to drop a surprise album on itunes with a play the album artwork was a play on the beastie boys licensed the ill Mm -hmm. artwork album cover which i thought was a cool concept as well now frankly i didn't listen to the album i just caught whim of the mgk diss track i listened to it about 10 times it pumped me up i even liked the beat Kept it very real, he was humble too in a diss, which is rare. I was very, very geeked when I saw that Esquire News headlined this story, the trashiest rap beat of all time. They would have never posted that headline Mm-mm. if it wasn't two white rappers. Yep. They would never had the balls no. to do that. No. And they did because it was two white rappers. Let's call it what it is, gang. Yeah, it's I an think easy target. Easy target. We can all agree on that. And if you can't agree, you might want to get your uh, eyesight checked. Mm-hmm. You might want to reevaluate what you're looking at. Eminem is worth $100 million. I'm not saying I love the guy. Far from trashy. Yes. Just because they have tattoos. Far from trashy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I would like to know the net worth of the guy who wrote that article with that headline.
1: Okay. You know. Probably but, making a good forty K year. Yeah,
0: if that Esquire, I mean.
1: I like Esquire. I, I like Esquire, Esquire, but yes. I, I'm not sure. It's a sure. dying business. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a dying business, I don't know if they're journalists that are covering hip hop. Yeah, Hunter are, S. Thompson rolling in
1: the. Uh, Hunter Thompson's ain't writing for them anymore.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So that's our take on the white rappers this week. Tough, tough week for them.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a tough week. I honestly could care less about the rap game. I care more about the rapper's personality like i care more about post malone at this point than i do machine gun kelly or even eminem honestly i
0: just thought it was refreshing to hear such a good diss track
1: yeah i didn't even really listen to it for a
0: guy who sounds white Mm -hmm. but like with an interesting midwest accent it was something very unique in my opinion yeah It it was something unique and i can ride with unique in this day and age. Yeah,
1: people lost their goddamn mind about it. Yeah, they did. It was they a big did. story. Yeah. It still
0: is. I'm intrigued to see going forward what happens. Some of the tidbits that MGK revealed in that song were fascinating. I mean, Eminem is fucking pushing 50. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah.
1: What do you have I to mean, be so upset about at this point? And
0: bingo. There it is. I want to touch... On miserable, successful people. Yes. I cannot stand it. It's my biggest pet peeve, mm-hmm. and it's something that is so prevalent and disgusting to me, yeah. and sad. Mm-hmm. It is so hard for people to get by on a day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year level. Who's working night shift? Who got laid off? Who can't find work? And these guys and girls who are rich like royalty. Mm-hmm. Cannot give off a positive message to save their lives. So many complaints
1: from these super rich people. And even when it is a positive message, oftentimes it's in a backhanded, negative yes! manner. Yes. And it just, it's grown old. It really has just grown old. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Oh, We're told as normal people shop. to appreciate Every day and the little things and each day that you wake up and meanwhile we're grinding through each and every one of those days. Taking them
0: on the chin sometimes.
1: Absolutely, like hoping to dream for something better in the long run. Even
0: half of what these people have. Yeah. Even half.
1: And then they have it at 23 years old, like Post Malone. Yeah. And And God hates them.
0: And Odell Beckham on the shop saying he feels like a zoo animal. Yeah. Well, uh, I bet that zoo animal wishes they had that much money. And okay? freedom. And freedom. And I bet if he didn't make such a spectacle of himself, mm-hmm. he wouldn't feel like a zoo animal. Sure. I mean, the guy is literally dancing pregame, postgame, during the game, alone, mm-hmm. away from his team, yep. wearing like custom cleats, like that look at me type stuff. Sure. No shit. You feel like a zoo animal.
1: And not to mention, how many posts has he made on his social medias over the last couple years? to which have allowed these people to know him more and recognize him more and make him feel more trapped. So his own actions are the ones that make him feel that manner.
0: Ditto. Exactly what I'm saying.
1: It makes me think back to the Office episode where they have that one guy that used to be in prison, and people keep asking him what prison's like, and Mike (laughs) makes it out to be much worse than it actually was. To the point that the other co-workers go, God, prison sounds nicer than working here. And Michael loses his mind and can't realize that they're kind of just fucking with him.
0: That's great. Nobody's, nobody's bitch. I hope that this scared you. And from me, prison Mike, to you, I just want to thank you for listening to me. And letting me be a part of your life today. Because you got a good life. You got a good life. A good life. All right, on to our next order of business. The August jobs report came out. The unemployment rate is at 3.9%. 191 jobs were estimated to be created, 191,000 that is. It turns out that 201,000 jobs were created in America in August. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love hearing about our economy doing well. I love hearing that people are back to work. And what a nice transition that is from our what we were just covering.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, it's fantastic. You need people out there working. If nothing more, then it gives them something to get out of bed and strive for and not be all wrapped up in this social media era that they're just sitting on their couch forever. But obviously, it's good for the economy. Put more money in more people's pockets. Grow small businesses, grow restaurants, whatever have you. When people have money and jobs, it's nothing but a good thing in America.
0: No question about it. On to our next order of business. Nike announces Colin Kaepernick as their face of their 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. Very, very alarming stuff for me. Because if I'm the guy who has the final say and makes the call on who the face is going to be, and I think everything Colin Kaepernick does is tremendous. And I think he is a inspirational guy. And I believe in him as a person. I believe in him as a salesman, so to speak. I'm still not going with Colin Kaepernick no. as the spokesperson for my brand. He's too divisive.
1: I know. And, and
0: no matter if you, in the, your heart of hearts, believe he is the guy... There are so many people, millions, that don't think he is. Yeah. You have a brand already that stretches over every ethnicity, Mm -hmm. every culture, Mm -hmm. every religion. Yeah. And then you decide for your 30th anniversary campaign and your big marketing campaign that's going to open up alongside the NFL season, which you're partners with, that you're going to pick this divisive figure Mm -hmm. to lead that campaign. What were they thinking?
1: I mean— obviously they were thinking about all the free publicity that they would wind up getting from a move like that. I can't see any other reason that they would do it. But to me, it, it boils down to nothing more mind blowing. than you're a company that is selling for athletes. You, you're selling stuff to athletes and people that want to be athletes in any level of it. Yeah. The highest of the high to the lowest of the low, the people walking outside for Mm -hmm. exercise at a certain point. You need to have an athlete as a figure. Colin Kaepernick is no longer an athlete. He's He's an activist. He hasn't been an athlete in two years. If anything, I've played more sports than (laughs) he has in the last two years, even if I've paid to play. Yeah, yeah. So he's now an activist, not an athlete. So they didn't pick an athlete for this company of athletes. They picked an activist. It makes no sense to me. They might as well put Martin Luther King on it.
0: I would have been cool with that.
1: It would have been better than Colin it would have been Kaepernick. better than
0: Colin Kaepernick. I know. And it's not a question of, oh, they picked uh, a person of color. Guys, Nike has constantly had uh, people of color as their spokesperson, yeah. as Jordan, Bo Jackson. Yeah. The list, Tiger Woods. The list, as long as can be. I can not think of
1: more than any white person that rocks I Nike. can't even think of one. I know, me either. I can't think of one. No, me either. Not from any of the main sports. No. Ken Griffey, baseball. Yeah. I truly cannot think Derek of... Jeter. Yeah. I, Derek Cheater. Yeah.
0: Derek Cheater is black.
1: I, yeah, at least half. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tiger Woods is half black, half Asian.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't think of one.
1: I know. Me And either. I don't care. I, don't I care never either. did care. I never did I've been wearing Nike my whole life. I agree.
0: And I'm not saying I'm going to boycott it. No. But by no means am I going to rush to the store to get anything from them now. No, it's just a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a divisive look.
1: Yeah, when you pick an activist as your spokesperson, to
0: politicize clothes makes zero sense. I know clothes aren't politics. Yeah, to politicize football makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. Football wasn't politics. Mm-mm. Isn't politics. No. Words aren't. That's what the you know that these powers that be try to do, and it's an epic fail every time.
1: Yeah, my favorite twist on that uh, on that ad was when they did squints. Right. From oh, that Sam, was, Lund, that was
0: tremendous. Now,
1: who risked everything?
0: <laughs> now, here's the thing: as a whole, if you think America takes Colin Kaepernick seriously, look no further than his supposedly triumphant ad with Nike. This supposed powerful ad became the biggest running joke yes. on the internet that within the internet hours. See, within hours that the internet's seen in a very long time.
1: Yes, it's hilarious. And it's still going. Oh, I love it. It, and it they, could be any funnier.
0: And whoever signed off on that slogan should be fired because it was so off the mark. Yes.
1: It It wasn't even close. No, it was so easy to make fun of and make a joke of. He's
0: making more money with his Nike contract Mm -hmm. than he would be in the NFL. I know. So what did he sacrifice? Yes,
1: seriously. (laughs) It's a joke. I know. The man is an activist (laughs) now who's making money to be an activist. Yep. He didn't sacrifice much of anything. Now, let's transition that
0: into the next Pony Express News headline. The NFL opener ratings have hit a 10-year low for the opening night game. Mm -hmm. The ratings have been under question the past few years. They have been declining. There was that delay before the game, which I'm sure didn't help.
1: Definitely didn't help.
0: No. But nonetheless, a big city like Philadelphia, it's a big market, Mm -hmm. the Northeast, and Atlanta, which is not so much of a big market, but a well-known team with some guys who are newsworthy, Mm -hmm. big names in the sport. Sure. So that usually draws ratings. I'm not necessarily alarmed by the opener's drop-off because of that delay, Mm -hmm. but it's a delay nonetheless, and I'm not going to call it a coincidence anymore because this is a trend we're seeing. And getting back to Kaepernick, since Kaepernick took that knee, The ratings decrease has been 25%. That was a stat put out earlier on Fox. I can't call it a coincidence anymore.
1: I don't think it's a coincidence, but I also don't know if the kneeling actually has pushed people away to that extent. I want to think it's more... Over the last two to three years, how we view anything on TV a lot of times has changed. Yes. Between Hulu, Netflix, all of this. If you think back three years ago, uh, it was a lot less prevalent. People were very questionable, hesitant about making these moves. Now, it seems like everybody you talk to nowadays doesn't go through Comcast or something along those lines. Everybody has one sort of form or another of these Hulus, Netflix, something. And at a certain point, you're going to watch shows on that. I know just – I might see something as simple as South Park or something on. And I know I can watch that same thing without commercials on my platform. So why give Comedy Central or whatever other channel my views when I can watch the same thing without the commercials for a cheaper price?
0: And we will note this because we don't bias out things here. We We don't do the bias thing. We've complimented ESPN. Mm-hmm. We've torn ESPN apart. Yep. And there's other instances of that constantly if you do follow us. For sure. We don't do the bias thing here. So we'll interject this. Those numbers, that, that opening night ratings being down, is not counting the streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. The streaming numbers don't come in at the same time. Yep. So we'll have to see what that looks like too.
1: Absolutely. Uh, but I do believe that delay... Certainly hurt that number somewhat because it was about an hour delay and at a certain point I know I was out at a bar watching it and it was the end of the first quarter and I'm going, God, what time is this game going to end? Like, it was unbelievably late already and it wasn't even the second quarter.
0: And the referees throwing all those flags, hijacking the game, sure didn't help.
1: On a side note, that referee, the head official looked a lot like Joe Gatto from Impractical Jokers.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, and, and the whole game, I couldn't get over that. And there was one point he went to make a face mask call, and he did the wrong move. He did a hold, and then he did... I, I saw uh, Like I a saw delay that. of game, and then he had to go back. And then he, then he had to go back. and yes, the wrong Yes, and then thing. he had to go back and do the face mask, right. and it was funny because yeah. I was just thinking Joe Gatto has no idea the signs out there. And you
0: know how I know you're accurate on that? I wa- I've watched Practical Jokers, but I wouldn't be able to identify Joe Gatto if you... But... Comparing him to the ref, I know exactly who you're talking
1: about. absolutely.
0: He did. So, I mean, you know, and then we'll touch base for our VIP listeners here, many of whom are Eagles fans. Eagles uh, put a great cap on a special night in Philly. They found a way, which good teams do find a way to win, and the defense was fantastic. The offense left a lot to be desired. Mm -hmm. But that's what we see sometimes early in the NFL season. Eagles are 1-0.
1: Yeah, that game was almost a spitting image of that playoff game against the Falcons. Deja vu
0: all over again.
1: Yeah, and it ended essentially the exact same uh, way.
0: On just the opposite side of the end zone. That's why I wonder why some of these, if these games are scripted.
1: I know, and...
0: What are the chances of that?
1: You know what, the thing that frustrates me the most about last night is Doug Peterson now getting all this credit for running another, like... Uh, It was the Patriots play. Exactly. If you're the Falcons coaches, one, you have to know the Eagles are going to run a trick play. And and What's the easiest thing for them to come up with? What trick play should we run? They're not going to run the one they just ran. They're going to run the one that the Patriots couldn't run. It's such an obvious thing to know is going to come. And the fact that the stupid Falcons couldn't see it coming annoyed me.
0: The Falcons looked very poorly coached. Poor play calling in the red zone. And they uh, wore out as the game went on. I think the Eagles wore them down. Yeah. So I know our VIP listener, Eagle fans, are happy. The Eagles are one and zero, and we move forward, and they will play the Bucks in week two.
1: I want to say they're lucky to be one and zero, honestly, because oh, I think
0: they would all agree with you too.
1: Go back. Yeah. The Falcons only got three points off those two first red zone possessions. But look, and that's know. a big X factor. If they just kick a field goal instead of going forward on fourth down in that first drive, they can then kick a field goal at the end of the game, and we're in overtime.
0: You know, and it, this show isn't about that. We're, sure, We're just delivering the news. Um, I will say this, in defense of the Eagles' performance, they're without Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. They just found out Mac Hollins is out for the year. So it makes a little sense they were sluggish on offense, not to mention no Wentz, mm-hmm. but I don't even consider Wentz. He might as well be dead to me. They won the Super Bowl. They won all those big games with Foles. Foles is the guy right now. Foles is capable. You can do great things with Foles. So, not having Wentz in and having Foles in isn't an excuse for poor play anymore.
1: Sure. I These hear are you. the
0: same people who were saying, oh, well, you know, we might want like, you know, a first and a second round pick for Nick Foles in a trade in the offseason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On to the next order of operations our competitors over at Barstool Sports, Chicks in the Office, which was a concept of a, for a show that we developed. Years ago. They are now nominated for a People's Choice Award. Uh, Very cool for the chicks in the office. Two very pretty girls. I think they're pretty talented as well. They make me laugh at times, but at the same time, Benny, it's just another prime example. Once you're given that platform, everything is okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Everything is normal mm-hmm. when you
0: have that. If we did this show on Barstool Sports, if we did this show on SiriusXM yep. on How- with Howard Stern, um, frankly, on 97.5 The fanatic 94.1 WIP, mm-hmm. some of the stations in New York, we would be all the
1: craze. Absolutely. But
0: because we have to muck and grind and shovel shit for our platform, yes. we're just the underground kings.
1: No, I agree with you there. Once you're given the platform... People just assume you're going to be naturally a, uh, up to that part. Right. People, it
0: just It's all it is.
1: It reminds me of a story I just heard David Spade talking about back in his SNL days with Adam Sandler and all those guys. They'd already done a couple seasons, and then they get the contract for the next season, and they're still being paid dog shit. And the number that he threw out was very low for stars on SNL to be getting. So him and Sandler and all these guys call up. Warren uh, Michaels call up Laura michaels and go we're holding out you need to pay us more money or we're not coming back he goes okay so you're gonna make me go down to the com the local comedy club and find four other idiots that i can write for ditto and they go all right we're we're coming back
0: Yeah, they didn't want to give up that platform.
1: Exactly. So, so it's all about, these guys suck too. It's all about the platform that they're be- get being given.
0: So take that message, every now and then we impart a little bit of motivational shit in the show, everybody else sucks. Just keep doing what you like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They suck, you suck, we all suck together, but you'll still get a chance if you suck at it for long enough.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I'm with you. Doesn't
0: that kind of make sense?
1: America loves a good sucker.
0: That's right. And I love a good sucker
1: on her on her knees. Yeah, man. We're a little off topic, but that's something girls don't do enough. When they give you a blowjob, they don't actually get down on their knees. You know what I mean? They always go from like the yeah the laying down on the side or something like that. Girls need to understand that the guy needs to be upright. Yeah, I try to. And that she needs to be on the knees. I agree.
0: I try to offer up that instruction, and if they usually they're cool with that. Well, yeah i just i i'm not shy to present that no you can't be shy
1: at that point you can't be shy about anything
0: there's no reason to be no on to the next piece of news from on the mark pony express a lot of good tv this time of the year in the fall Mm -hmm. video games release as well now through the christmas season right now on tv you gotta binge watch ozark season two on netflix you gotta be tuning into the new season of Always Sunny in oh, Philadelphia. Oh, was that a great
1: first episode?
0: And you have to be keeping up with our good friend Bob Odenkirk and Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Great show. Those are our Pony Express TV recommendations. And then, video game wise, Spider-Man Four the PS4 looks tremendous. And you also have. A new Assassin's Creed game coming out, Red Dead Redemption 2, and a new Fallout game. It's a nice time of the year to hibernate, Benny. Yeah. If I'm not working on this show in one way, shape, form, I'm either watching a good show, on-demanding a movie that I fell behind on in terms of I wanted to see it, but I didn't get a chance because I never get to go to a movie theater anymore. Mm -hmm. Or I'm watching college football, NFL Meaningful Baseball. This is a nice time of the year to hibernate.
1: Absolutely. Well, people refer to around this time of the year as cuffing season coming up. But people, it's not just relationships. People like to get cuffed to their own house during this type of season. Yes, and we're
0: kind of like that.
1: Absolutely. And I'm
0: not saying I'm a total hermit.
1: No. You got to get out and have fun. Right. A Sunday night game or something.
0: But it is very easy to stay in your house this time of the year.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was just telling you how I was invited to an Egyptian festival tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. But... How am I go, but how am I going to tell my new Egyptian friend it's college football season in America? I can't, I can't go there on a Saturday.
0: No, you cannot. There's too much going on. Too many possible, you know, enjoyable moments in the confines of your own place. Absolutely. Also have to say on the next piece of news I, that I, I really respect this. So, Kanye West was the creative director... For the Pornhub Awards Thought that was awesome An awesome venture I really do I actually really admire it And kind of funny How it coincided With the legendary Burt Reynolds passing away mm-hmm. And you all know How much I loved his role As the director And producer In Boogie mm-hmm. Nights
1: Oh uh, he's the best Man
0: Burt Reynolds is an all American cool yeah. The essence of cool Oh yeah uh, An all American tough guy where, where being a man When being a man Was appreciated Yeah you College know,
1: football player
0: Yes, Florida State, yes. and carried that through his career. Mm-hmm. And he is the man.
1: Yeah, got to love Burt Reynolds.
0: And I'll say this, speaking of college football, speaking of Burt Reynolds, speaking of sports in general, the on-the-mark Italian of the week was Bednarik Award winner, Ohio State defensive end, and right now projected number one overall pick, Nick Bosa.
1: Yeah, oh, the kid's a talent, Markie. He's a
0: talent, and any team will be happy to have him. So on this show, there's no reason for us not to keep people abreast to our Italian of the week.
1: Absolutely. Which
0: you can also follow on Instagram at the underscore on the mark underscore show. So gang, there you have it. The On The Mark Pony Express news briefing. We are thrilled you tuned in. We hope these tidbits of information were helpful, entertaining, insightful for you. This is something we're going to continue to do, continue to refine. So continue to tune in, gang. We love yous. The VIP listeners, you are now off the mark.